to give up completely. And we want God to be, we want to open ourselves up and surrender ourselves to, to where there's nothing left of us in us. In other words, it's about what Jesus wants, it's about what God wants, it's about what the Spirit of God wants to do on the inside of us. And Father, we just thank you this morning, Lord, that we would just surrender our lives totally to you. Now, it's not just a one-time thing that we do when we accept Christ, but it's a daily surrendering. We continually surrender to you, Lord. We continually, like when those things come back on us and try to overtake us, we just surrender to you, Lord. It's all about you. It's all about what you want to do in us and through us, Father. We thank you for that this morning. Lord Jesus, I just give you all the praise and the glory and honor. Thank you for your word today. Thank you for the anointing upon your word. And we give you praise and glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Father. It's good to be back. We were gone last week. Uh, two or three different things going on. It was good. We went from a family time to Peggy and me time to a board meeting. So, it was, But we had a great time. God really blessed our time away and, and um, God's doing some good and some mighty things you know I, I changed what I thought I wanted to do t <laughs> this week and then God brought this to me and you know it's been several years since I've really focused in on this subject but you know the subject of abundant life when you think of abundance and abundant life, you have all kinds of things that come to your mind and what you think about. But see, God has a purpose for us. And, you know, we in this last year, you know, in, in the last um, year, it's really kind of March when all this stuff began, really. And I, I think about what's, you know, happened over this past year. And some of you say, well, I, you know, I didn't see abundance. And. Blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, it's, it's not, what I want to get over to you this morning, it's not about what you have physically or materially, but it's about what you have in Christ and what Jesus has put on the inside of us. So I want to start out with John 10, 10 in the King James Version. I'm going to read about three or four different versions before I get through this. But it says, the thief comes not, cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. And this is Jesus talking. He said, but I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. Fuller. Now, the next in, in the New Living, it says, the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and a satisfying life. The NIV says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. The message says a thief is only there to steal, kill, steal and kill and destroy. I came so that they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. The Century English Bible says the thief enters only to steal, kill and destroy. I came so that they could have life indeed, so that they could live life to the fullest. And then Amplify says, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have 
and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Well, every one of these is talking about abundance. It's talking about full. It's talking about overflowing. More than full. You know, if you got something more than full, it's spilling out everywhere. See, we ought to be so full of, of Christ, so full of Jesus, so full of his word, so full of his spirit that it's bubbling out all around us. It's just, you know, when, when we come in the room, life should come in the room. Not that we're anything, but the life of Christ should come in the room. You know, hopefully, you know, you have those people in your life that walk in the room and the whole room just goes. Pfft. Got those family members that come to family things. And you're like, <sighs> but you know what? You, Peggy said one time we were somewhere and um, this, somebody came in and it always happened. They came in and just dampered the thing. And she's like, I have decided I don't care what they say, what they do, what they look like. When they walk into the room, it doesn't matter. It's not going to damper me. I'm going to have a good time anyway. I'm going to be, you know, full of life. And that's the way we need to be. We need to be the ones that changes the atmosphere. The atmosphere can be changed, and we need to change the atmosphere for the better and not allow those Debbie Downers. Sorry, Debbie, I didn't mean to say that. To... to, to it's like a, a balloon. When somebody pops a balloon, it goes. It's no longer full, completely empty. And there's something that keeps that balloon the way it is, and it's the pressure on the inside. But when something punctures that, the, 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 the rubber or whatever that balloon's made out that holds it inside, it's gone. We can't allow our lives to be punctured to the point that it lets, releases that out. If we stay full, we'll stay full. Now I'm going to read John 10, 7 through 16 in the New Living Translation. It says, those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant, so he explained it to them. i tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures or nourishment. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and a satisfying life. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep, and they know me, just as my father knows me, and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too. They are not in this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. And you say, well, why do you read all that? Because I wanted to get you in the context of what Jesus is. He's explaining to them that he is a good shepherd. He's explaining to them why and how their life can be full. You know, the part where he says, a hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. You know, unfortunately, there are people that are just hired hands. There are people in the ministry that are just hired hands. And... <clears throat> I believe, as me as a pastor, that I have a responsibility and that the sheep that God has given me are the sheep that I'm to take care of. And I love them and I take care of them. 
And when something happens, I'm not going to run away. You know, when something comes against me or comes against the flock, I'm not going to run away. And, you know, I believe that we need to be bold. And if we're not full of the Spirit, we won't be able to. And um, I had something happen. This has been years and years and years ago. But someone came and spoke, and somebody had recommended them, and they came and spoke. And on the way back to the hotel, I said, you'll never be back in my church again. What? I said, you just tried to fleece my sheep, and I'm their protector, and I will not stand for it. And then he tried to start talking about all this stuff. And for years, for several years, he kept sending me, trying to get me to get him back, and I wouldn't. Because that's my responsibility. Now, I could have just let it go and just let him go on and not, not talk to him again. But I felt like it was, I needed to say, okay. And that's what Jesus did. And that's who Jesus is. And that's what Jesus said that he wanted to do. Is that if we're going to have abundant life, we're going to have to know who our shepherd is. You got to believe what Jesus says, and you got to know that your shepherd is for you and that he is your provider. And I said that to say this next thing any voice other than his is a thief. Any voice other than his is a thief. You know, when somebody comes to you and says, Well, you, you can't have abundant life, there's no such thing. That's not God speaking. And as I said, I'll talk about that in a little bit. Don't get just thinking it's just about money because it's not. It's, it's about having the abundance of God in your life. It's about being so full of God that it explodes to the things around you and the people around you here. So any other voice than God, Jesus than his is a sheep. So Jesus is our shepherd. He's our provider. And he's our abundant life giver. Only one person can give us abundant life. Only one person can truly provide for us. And only he, he, and he, only he can be our true shepherd. Any other voices, anybody that speaks into your life. You know, people love to, there's a lot of people that just love to, everything's negative. You can't have that. You can't do that. You can't be happy. Look what's happened this year. How could you be happy? Well, I'm not happy in what happens, I'm happy in Jesus. I'm happy in the Spirit of God. I'm happy in what he does for me. So when we look at this word, I'm going to give you a Greek word. It's parisos. And it says superior. This is for the word abundant. It says superior in quantity or quality, exceedingly, very high, advantage, and beyond measure. So when he says abundant, it's, it's beyond what you could think of. It's beyond measure. Do you know that you can have things in your life that you never knew you could have before? In Christ, no matter what's going on, you can have abundance in every part of your life. In the King James, I'm going to give you on these translations um, a little kind of a definition of what they derive that from that word 
the word abundant in the King James means present in great quantity. How you know if, when you're present, it means you're here, right? I don't know if they, they probably don't do that nowadays, but when I was in school, they'd be, they'd call out your name. You'd say, present, present. Moses says, what are you talking about? Well, you had to be my age to know it. Present in great quantity. In other words, it, the, the, the abundance is present in great quantity. More than adequate, more than just enough. Jesus, Jesus gives you more than just enough for what you need. Oversufficient, well supplied, abounding richly, abounding and richly supplied. So that's a whole lot. And then you living... It says it gives you a rich and a satisfying life. This word rich means having wealth or great possessions, abundantly supplied with resources, means of funds, wealthy, abounding in desirable elements or qualities, abundant, plentiful, or ample, and a rich supply. So this is covering the whole gamut. Because I believe that if you, you know, in, like we said, in this world today, if we're going to be a blessing to people, we have, have, we got to have an ample supply, right? we got to, to not just have physical things and we have those things but we got to have the monies to do it with that's the way we transfer we don't trade things anymore i don't bring you a, a bag of corn and for a, a a bag of tea or whatever but nowadays it's it's money is coming. so god will give you what you need to do what you need and i believe like as darren was saying during the offering if you're not doing what god if you're not doing the tithing and you know god loves you and he forgives you and he can do whatever you please in that area but if you want to be blessed to the point that you can outgive every you know outgive whatever it is in your life and you can see that abundance coming back you know what the more pagan i give the more it comes into us and we are able and not just here at the church we give to other places to other people that need it but but it's just like it's always there and you know what when we come into crazy times when something happens you know sometimes you wonder why this happened and peggy and i you know she had a little bout at the hospital last year just for one night and the the bill was like <coughs> what do they say sticker shock <laughs> it was worse than sticker shock and our part was like but you know what god had blessed us with something that we didn't know what it was for but guess what it was for to pay that bill it was more than enough to pay that bill. It was overabundance. So God is rich and satisfied to fulfill the desires, expectations, needs, or demands of a person, the mind, etc. Give full contentment to, to put an end to a desire, want, need, etc. By sufficient or ample provision. To give assurance to, convince, to answer sufficiently. So this is covering everything from the the, the, the monetary and physical needs you do to, the, to the, the spiritual and the mental things that you have. It says to full the, feel, fulfill the desires, expectations, needs, or demands of a person. If, if, you are, if your life is sold out to Christ and you're serving him and you want to do what he's called you to do, then your desires and expectations are going to be what he wants. It's not going to be just selfish things that you want. But it's going to fill you, you to the, your desires and your expectations. He's going to fill you with those things. And you say, well, I don't know that he fills me. Well, are you spending time with him every day? Are you spending time in his word? Are you saying, Lord, what would you, you have me to do? And I always ask that no matter what comes up, 
if it's a chance to give or a chance to serve, I said, Lord, what would, part would you have me to do? And it's not always wonderful stuff that you have to do. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's it's kind of funny at our board of directors meeting for the last couple of years, I was on the, let me explain that, Evangel Fellowship International, I'm on the board of directors, and we go off for a board retreat and meeting and we do our annual thing together and um for the last couple of years me and one other guy has cooked breakfast so we didn't have to go anywhere or do anything and so um philip our chairman called me and said will you take care of breakfast and we want to have we want that whole day we want to just be here and eat here so we can fellowship have more time together and uh we want to know if you could cook dinner that night or supper and i'm like well i guess we he said, well, spaghetti would be good. And then, so, you know, that wasn't something like, oh, well, I want to do this or do that. But, you know, I said, sure. Because, I, you know, I believe to, when somebody asks you to do something, there's a reason, and you all just do it. Unless it's something you can't do. And, um, and then, then, you had, then I had to live up to an expectation because he sent out an email, told everybody that I was taking care of the meals and if they needed anything to let me know, we had a couple that weren't eating certain things and asked, would there be something for them? And I said, yes, there will. And um, he said, and Bill Knight's making his famous spaghetti. Well, I don't have a famous spaghetti. <laughs> it might be famous now. I don't know if it's famous good or famous bad, but I do have a certain way I make it, and I like it. So, hey. But anyway, so you got to be ready to serve and to do whatever you're asked to do, right? No matter what it is, no matter how challenging it might be. But it turned out well, I think. At least everybody was nice. So to fulfill the desires, expectations, needs, or demands. See, in me, I had a need. Lord, you got to just bring me through this. But, but you know, I kind of enjoy cooking, so it's not a bad thing so he said he give us abundant and he gives us life and life is the force that makes or keeps something alive you know when you got something there's no life in it you can tell there's no life in it right you know if you got um <clears throat> plants flowers vegetables whatever this is getting t- kind of time to start planting some of those things and you know if you just leave it out there now, this past few months, it wouldn't have mattered whether you watered it or not because it's got plenty of water. It might have drowned it out. But, like, from now on, you know, like if I plant something, you don't water it or feed it or whatever it needs to be done. You walk out there and... Now, Peggy plants some flowers. Which one is it? Impatience, right? People call them impatience, but they're really impatience, but they are impatient. If you don't water them, they just go... But guess what? As soon as you water them, they'll stand back up. I don't know what it is. So we, sometimes we got to realize that life in us, the force that makes us alive, that keeps us alive. There's a force inside of us that just needs to be watered. That's the Spirit of God. And how do you water the Spirit of God? You feed it the Word of God. Amen? And then there's this other life, Zoe life, which is a God kind of life. It says life in the absolute sense, life as God has it, that which the Father has in himself and which he gave his Son who manifested 
in it in the world. So Jesus came and said, this is life as you know it, but th this is real life. This is Zoe life. This is the life of God. It's going to change who you are. See, we lost that. We were alienated from that true life when, when the fall came, when Adam sinned. That life that he had known was not there. And it wasn't known totally until Jesus came back. Because, you know, you look at the, the Moses and all of those, you know, the, the Spirit of God will come upon him and then he would leave. But once Jesus came, the Spirit of God is here to stay with us. Amen? So he's with us all the time. So we have that Zoe kind of life all the time. And we, it was restored back to us what was lost during the fall. Amen? And so it, it talks about abundant life or being full, life to the full. You know, we talked about that in some of the translations. Well, the word full is complete, perfect, being at the highest or greatest de degree, the maximum. So when you reference this word full to somebody's life or to my life, it means that your life is complete and it's not lacking in anything essential. God provides everything. He says, I'll give you your needs, right? You won't lack in anything. He'll give you what you need. Um, we have an abundance of life, abundance of quality of life. I believe we can have a quality of life. We don't have to be downtrodden all the time if we allow the Spirit of God to work through. See, our problem is we want to, to a lot of times be negative. We want to say, well, this is just the way it is. Well, it can be different. We can stand on what God's Word says, and we can be different. We can, make, we, can make, we can have inside of us something that makes a difference. So the good news is Jesus didn't come, just come to save us. He came to give us an abundant life. He didn't just come and say, well, okay, I'm gonna, here I am, I'll save you. you know, you're saved from your sins. You're going to heaven one day. But no, he says, you can have a life abundant. In other words, what he wants us to do is when we accept him, he wants us to change who we are, change the way we think, change the way we live, and, and live. And we can be, you know, you can't, you can't affect other people's lives if you're just sitting there. If you're just wore down, tired. You know, if I'm going out to do a job and I got to pick some people, and I walk up, and there's a couple just laid over there like this, and they're just, you know, half asleep and all like that. You know who I'm going to pick? I'm going to pick the ones that are up doing something. They look like they got some life in them, right? And I'm going to be affected by them. I don't want to be affected by those who don't. It's kind of like abundant life is kind of like a, almost like a second blessing. It's like you got eternal life, but you also have abundant life. And I'm eternally, I only just not eternally destined to be with Christ forever, but I have this abundance in my life. I have this, this, this thing in me that changes me, that gives me life, and I want to give life to other people. You know, people are not looking for the same old, same old. They're not looking for that whole thing of, well, every time something happens, I'm down and out and crying and sad but no they want to see some life in you you know no matter what happened to jesus he gave life right he was given life in in his disciples 
See, a lot of people aren't living this kind of life because they don't know it's available. A lot of Christians don't live it because they don't know it's available. All they know is I'm going to get saved, I get saved, and then that's it, and I'll go to heaven one day. But there is more than that. See, abundant living is a life that's filled with good, positive things. And there is such a thing as abundant life. It really does exist, you guys. And a lot of people, a lot of Christians have discovered that, and so can you and so can I, so can me. You and me both can decide, hey, there is such a thing as an abundant life. There is such a thing. So it's filled with good, positive things. Now, Galatians 5, and 23, God says, and where he says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. There's positive things. When we let, allow the Spirit of God to rule our lives, we're going to have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And some of you say, well, I don't have any of that. Well, you're not allowing the Spirit of God to run free reign in your life. You're not allowing the Spirit of God to produce this. It will produce that in your life. It will change your life. You know, I, I went in my life from being someone that had no purpose, graduated high school. What you going to do? Get a job and work? What you going to work at? Whatever I can do. I didn't have a vision. I didn't really have a purpose. I didn't want to do this, and I didn't want to do that, and I just wanted to... You know, you know, I was a 60, 70 child, so I just wanted to be free. I didn't ever want to put flowers in my head. But um, I did want to just be, you know, happy and free. And I just figured I could just be happy and free. You know, thank God, uh, less than a year after I graduated high school, I met Jesus and changed my life. I immediately had purpose. Everything changed. I immediately saw life different. Saw, look, I can, you know, I, I had to make a decision. You can either waste your life or you can live it for Christ and you can do something for the kingdom of God. That was a quick thing with me. Things that, so there were some things that went away real quick. Some things that didn't. But some things, you know what I mean, some negative things in my life that changed instead of me being under a cloud of gloom and doom half the time i was on top of that i began to see life in a different perspective so the abundant life is full of positive things and the abundant life is free from negative qualities and we talked about love you know the qualities of of um, a spirit-filled life, I'll just put it that way, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, compassion, purity, humility, modesty, faith, character, wisdom, enthusiasm, dignity, optimism, confidence, honesty, and a relationship with God. That's a lot of, that's a mouthful, right? Those are a lot of good things, right? And I, I don't, it may be in my notes, it may not, but if not, then go back and write that down so you can remember it. 
And this is the abundant life is full of things that money can't buy. You could try to buy happiness, and people do that all the time. But guess what? You can't buy happiness. You might get a fleeting moment <laughs> of that. You know, and, and no matter how much money you got, you can't buy more patience. You can't buy self-control. You can't buy salvation. You know, hardware stores, these big box stores don't sell wisdom or hope either one. But you can possess all of that. And it comes from God. It comes from his spirit. And you know what? You can possess it all the time. No matter what's going on in your life, you can possess it all the time. It can be a part of who you are. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heaven, heavenly lights, who does not change. God doesn't change. And what he puts in you doesn't change. And who you are in Christ doesn't change. You might change the outside, but what's on the inside of you is there. James 4, 2 says you do not have because you don't ask God. Are you in pursuit of abundant life? Are you asking God, Lord, I want an abundant life. I want to be this. I want to be full of God so that I can, be, I can affect people. You know, what the sad thing is, and especially in this world today, is, is, is it's all about what can make me happy. And I'm a, you know what I'm saying? And it's all about why do I want this? Just because I want to be happy. Just because I, want, I don't want to care about anybody else. I just care about me. And I want to be happy. And I want this to happen. I want this, that to happen. So what are you doing? Are you pursuing an abundant life? Are you pursuing the things of God? 1 Corinthians 6, 11, 11 says this. Some of you were once like that, but you were cleansed. You were made holy. You were made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. If the Corinthians were able to get free from these destructive behaviors by the grace of God, this means you can too. I like that. This means you can too. So if the Corinthians were able to get free from this, so can me, so can I, so can you. We all can. You know, um, you know for example, it doesn't matter. Say, so you say, well, I just, you know, I just have a bad temper. I have a hot temper. You know, when somebody says, I'm just ready to chop their head off. But you know what? God can change that. You know, some people, want to get, they get saved and they say, you know what? I'm saved, but I'm still the same person, so I'm going to chop your head off anytime I can. I've, Peggy, when I've shared some Peggy, some of my past with her, she said, I would not have liked you back then. You know what you have to do? You have to keep full of the Spirit so those little things don't rise back up, especially when you're driving around here especially 
You know, because you just think, why do not people understand how a roundabout works? I don't really know. You always yield to the left, right? And this one down here, they just put in, you know, it's got two lanes. If you're going this way, you're getting that one. Go. And the other day, um, Darren and Robert and I were coming from lunch or wherever, and we come, and this guy's over here, and we go, and he just goes right over with in front of me. And I'm like, whoa, it's a good thing I saw him out of the corner of my eye. I had to be nice. You know, people who are full of Christ, full of God, full of the Spirit of God, and, and they're full of the Word of God, they don't just walk around ready to explode on somebody. Right? You ever opened up a can of, of Coke or something or some kind of soda and it, it was hot, it's been sitting in your car, and then you dropped it on the ground. When you open it up, guess what's going to happen? It's going everywhere, all over the place. See, one of the things is the benefit of the abundant life is that we can be delivered from the weaknesses that we have. We can be delivered from those things. We can be set free. And there's only one place to find abundant life, and that is in Jesus Christ alone. Amen? I don't care what you go to, what you do, how much money you get, you never have abundant life. You'll never have life to the fullest until you have Christ in your life. If you don't have Christ in your life, you will not be able to experience what abundant life is all about. That's why people that make a lot of money, they get that money, but they still are not satisfied because they don't know what, they think that all that wealth, that abundance will give them peace, joy, happiness, love, and it won't. Like I said, it might for a little season. And people might have a little bit of confidence because they try to avoid things. They try to avoid, they try to, uh, avoid um, like despair and pessimists and substance abuse and all those kind of things but without christ changing you you can only do that for a little while and then when things get tough guess what you'll do you'll be right back into those same things those same patterns jesus is the only one that can really truly change the patterns in your life i'm talking about permanent change it's the only one nothing else can do it Happiness, let me just make this statement. Happiness without Christ is limited and temporary. Happiness without Christ is limited and temporary. There can only be so much happiness, and it only will last for a little while. So wealth, power, status, worldly pleasure, and worldly pleasure, they all have nothing to do with living the abundant life. See, so when we hear abundant life, I'm sure a lot of people saw the, the, um, 
you know, the posting on Facebook and wherever else, and like, abundant life, I got to hear this because I want to hear all about how much money I can make and how great I can be. Well, it's not about that. <laughs> Has nothing to do with living the abundant life. We have that mindset, especially here in this day and time and in America, we have that mindset you know, man, if I can just make enough money, I'll be happy. If I can just make enough money, I'll be so full of life. But he won't. You know, some people will say that, you know, if... if um, I can just gain enough power and everybody will listen to what I say. I'll be, I'll be happy. I have abundance. You know, this is going to be a two-part thing to say that. I was going to, hold on one second, I want to do something here. You know, um, A lot of people assume that abundant life depends on circumstances. I have abundant life. I'm happy if everything's going right. Or they think it depends on fate or luck or their bank account or their status or their health. Abundant life is not dependent on that. Um, there's a quote, I've used it before. There's a show called Signed, Sealed, and Delivered. And there's one thing this guy said, and I don't know if I ever remember any other word was ever said in any of those series except this one. And it just struck me. It hit me. I was like, wow. He said, luck is the religion of the lazy. That's a good statement. Luck is the religion of the lazy. You know, oh, if I'm lucky, if I'm lucky, if I'm lucky. It's because when I thought about it, I thought about, um, what is it, the lottery. Well, ain't nobody want to just try to work for something if, if I can just get the right lottery ticket. And I know people have spent tons and tons and thousands of dollars trying to get that one ticket so they can be, have fun. And they ain't done it yet. I've been doing it for years and years and years because it's not dependent on that. And there's, a, like I said, a little laziness in that. And what would they do with it if they got it? I don't know. So I'm going to wrap this up this morning and then I'll finish it next Sunday. So what is... 
And I want you to really think about this this week. Go back over what I've given you and think about what I've said. Abundance. An abundant life. And try to get a thinking, try to think what that really means. Because like I said, when first pe- people first see it, they think, having all this stuff. And it's not wrong to have stuff. But if you don't have what you need on the inside, you're not going to have an abundant, satisfying life. I know people that's got plenty, they're just as miserable or more miserable than people that don't have plenty. You know, I've often thought sometimes, you know, sometimes it's better not to have a lot. Because with whatever you get more, there's more responsibility. All right? It's more responsibility. You know, I, I, I want to be this and I want to be that. I want that promotion. I want to be the boss. Well, the boss comes with a lot of more responsibility. You know, I used to have people tell me uh, when I was working in a, like in, in a managing position and they were like, man, I just wish I had you. You just make all this money. You do all this stuff. Well, guess what? I got paid a salary and I worked a lot of hours. And guess who got the grief? If they didn't do their job right, guess who got the stuff? I did. They didn't most of the time unless I said something to them. People don't understand that. But you know what? God loves us so much, and he made a plan. He didn't make just Jesus come to save us. Jesus came to save us and to give us an abundant life and to give us everything we need to live that life and everything we need to handle all the stuff that comes against us. I mean, I'm sure every one of you probably have a story of this past year, what's happening, and, and, and things you've had to face that you never thought you would have to face. But you know what? When we're full of the Spirit of God, when we're filled up with Him, we have abundance of peace. Abundance of joy, abundance of love, abundance of, of um, wisdom and guidance. You know, we, we, we don't have to, um, I believe that if you get in the word of God and you allow his spirit to, to be in control and you allow his spirit to feed you and fill you up, that when, that, when things happen, you don't have to just, well, I'm going to go pray for three days and find out wisdom and guidance. No, it's there. If you're doing what you're supposed to do, that will come up out of you like a, like a, a fountain, like a flood, like a geyser. And you, you sometimes, I mean, I've seen God do it in my life when something happened or somebody wanted something and needed something for me to tell them, and it just popped up, and I just told them. And I didn't think about it till later, and I was like, wow. Where'd that come from? But I know where it came from. But you know what I'm saying? Where it comes from, it's it's different. And we need to be so full of God that no matter what we face, that the Spirit of God rises up inside of us. That's what abundance is. It's it's not about all the other stuff, but it's, it's, it's being able to be filled with the Spirit in such a way that you explode out. And I want to say this. You know, I think over the, and even over the last year, that, we as a church need to repent for not allowing 
God to move in us like he has in the past. And I've done that myself. I've, I've done that recently. I said, Lord, forgive me because of things that have happened that kind of push against you and you back off because, well, you know, I don't want to say nothing, say anything. Well, you can say anything that God tells you to say. Don't just say something flippantly that you want to say because you feel like you know the answer. No, wait and let God speak through you, and God will change people's lives. You know, the people, some people really want to hear, not some people, everybody really wants to hear the truth. Speaking to the generation, you know, all the stuff, a lot of stuff I've read and talked to people, this generation wants to know truth. They really do. They want to know the truth. And they don't get it because we're not speaking it to them most of the time. And we need to be telling the truth. We need to be speaking the truth. God has so much planned for each one of us. And this is not a time to back off. This is not a time to sit back and watch things happen. We need to rise up and get full of the Spirit of God and get overflowing with the abundance of God to the point that it affects everything and everybody around us. Amen? Oh me? Oh my? Whatever you want to say, let's stand up this morning. You know, God has so much for us. And you know what? And God, you know what is really neat how God speaks sometimes? We can have everything we think planned out the way we think it ought to be and God will say, no. It's just like some people, it's like, wow, that was really quick for us to say, well, we're going to do the, and Darren, we'll be talking about that in, in a minute. But um, can talk about, you know, we were talking about what we're going to do here forward, and we had some things planned, and it's just like, boom. <laughs> in our meeting the other Monday night, it's like, no, this is what you got to do. And we're like, really? And I mean, I don't even know what, how are we going to do this this quick? But God said to do it, and we're going to do it. And guess what? God's going to bless it. He has a reason for it. Amen? And we just need to be able to hear and listen to him. No matter how, you know, golly, some things that are, you know, that God speaks to me, I'm like, really? I mean, in my natural self, I'm like, oh, Lord. But you know what? We have to be obedient have to obey him and he will give us more in abundance what we need to do what he's asked us to do i will say this if you're doing something he ain't asked you to do and you're not finding that you have the abundance and the stuff you need to do it might want to check and see if he really told you to do that or was it something you schemed up or something you wanted to do because somebody else was doing it and it looked like a good thing you know unfortunately we've done that in the church a lot in the last few years trying to do what other churches have done because we think it's a good thing because we see them have success well that's what God told them to do not necessarily me or you or anybody else so think about this week what is abundance what is abundance what is abundance it's not the collection and the hoarding of things it's the release of the spirit of God it's so full inside of us that we can't hold it back
before I close, I want to say this. There's somebody, I think, in this room, and I think listening to me and to us through the um, Internet, that there's somebody in your life that's doing something that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's a good thing, but at this point, it's not really a God thing. And you've wanted to speak to them, and you've wanted to say, look, I know this is going to be tough, but look, you need to make this change. And it's going to take you out of your comfort zone. And it's going to take you somewhere, but it's going to take you somewhere you never thought you would be, and you never thought you would go. I mean, I really feel that strong, and I feel that we have got to rise up and begin to speak what God says to speak. And you say, well, that, that's somebody that's really authority in my life. I'm not going to say that to them. God will give you the way to say it and how to say it. And not go and blast them, but to say, you know, I just want you to hear me out. You hear me out. You can accept it or not accept it, but this is what I feel like God is speaking. And I want to tell you because, see, sometimes we have to, give up something that's comfortable sometimes probably a lot of times just because it's comfortable doesn't mean it's right and it's comfortable to a sense but it's not comfortable because at the same time even though you're comfortable where you're at you're doing it but it's frustrating and it's stressful and it's hard and it's I, I can just see in my mind something really gnawing at somebody that even though they think that's where they're supposed to be and they want to be faithful, God is saying, release it. Release it. And I'm going to tell you what to do. You know, there's times where you think, I couldn't make it. I, I got to do this. Maybe it's a job. I got to have this. Or I can't make it. You can make it if God's leading you somewhere. So, I don't know who that's for, but I just know I had to speak it out. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you, Lord, today that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you have made a way for us to live an abundant life, a life full of peace and joy and love and kindness, happiness and patience, self-control. And Lord, that you've given us a way to to walk out the calling upon our lives in such a way that affects those around us. So we thank you for that this morning, Lord. And I thank you that your anointing and your power would just flood the people that are listening today, the people that are here. And Lord, that we step up and begin to do what you've called us to do. And I'd come against fear and doubt and confusion in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you, Lord. I pray your blessing upon your people. I thank you for all your many blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Have a blessed day. A few quick announcements. Um, the Common Heart Walking.